Blog Talk Radio. And hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida. And this is Elder Talk Radio. And as you know, if you've been following Elder Talk Radio each month, Corellian First Priestess Lady Stephanie Neal, First Elder Sir Ed Hubbard and I, uh, Chancellor Reverend Don Lewis, uh, each take a turn uh, offering our views on the same subject in part to show how the same subject can be approached from a number of different perspectives within the same philosophy. And uh, we hope by this to show the diversity of, um, of ways to approach any subject. This week, this month, our subject is psychism. That is to say, psychic ability, psychic skill. And for myself, I certainly do have some things I would say about this, uh, which I suspect will, as usual, come from a different perspective than my counterparts. And the first thing I would say is that uh, when I use the term psychism or psychic abilities, uh, I am referring to the higher abilities of the soul, those aspects of, of the abilities of the soul that are normally obscured from the conscious mind and which we have to work to develop in this lifetime. And uh, the reason that these are obscured from our conscious mind has to do with our place in uh, the dimensions or the planes, if you prefer. And I think that for, for most of us, we are working our way through the mental plane and into the astral plane. So certain things within that astral plane have become visible to us, but many more are not. Uh, and for the most part, we have to work for that visibility. And this is the level from which uh, I would say we are discussing psychic skills. The term uh, psyche refers to the soul, hence the powers of the soul. Um, and its literal original meaning was breath, but that's obviously not the sense in which people commonly use it, um, but rather in the sense of soul. So when we work with psychism, we're working with the powers of our soul to manifest them more fully in the world, which I think is one of the major aspects of any spiritual path, certainly uh, the spiritual path that I follow. And I would say that psychic development is an absolute necessity in that spiritual path that I follow, particularly uh, in terms of any uh, practice of magic. Now, in the Corellian tradition, we make a difference uh, between the term psychic and the term magic um, in the sense of thinking of that which is psychic as being the passive use of the powers of the soul and that which is magic as the active use. Uh, but you could also say just as accurately that magic is a subset of psychism. It's all the same energy. It's a matter of how you're directing it. When we generally speak about psychic things, we're talking about our ability to perceive beyond our conscious mind. Uh, but directing energy beyond our conscious mind, which is to say magic, uh, really still falls within this definition. Um, and certainly, if you want to learn to practice magic, which is why many people come to Wicca, at least in part, uh, you will be developing psychically. Uh, by any definition, 
and this is very important, as the foundation of this work. In our Corellian first degree lessons and throughout our degree lessons, uh, we have a very systematic uh, series of exercises to develop psychically. And we remark in a number of places that in order to be able to work with the magic that is being taught in these lessons, you have to have that psychic development, um, at least to some extent, or you're not going to be able to do it because the magic uses the same, for want of a better word for it, the same muscles as the psychic work does. It is, in the end, just a different use of the same skill set. And by developing it, um, you make your magic a much easier thing. You'll develop it one way or another if you're doing magic, but to do so consciously and systematically is far better. Um, when we talk about energy, when we talk about magic, when we talk about uh, psychism, we're really talking all about the same things, and the same things are important. And one of the most important things is psychic hygiene. That is to say, keeping your energy clear, um, certainly in the daily sense of cleansing, releasing, um, doing space cleansing, etc., but also in the larger sense of shadow work. And uh, everything that we are in the end is part of our psyche, part of our soul. And it's not a separate part of us, really. It, it is, in fact, really, I would say that no part of us is separate. We're, we're, we're all one thing. But we often think of ourselves in more narrow ways. When we work with, uh, with psychism, ideally, we're broadening our sense of ourselves to include those things, again, which are beyond the normal range of our conscious mind um, and to work with these. So for me, psychic hygiene does not only include keeping your personal energy clear in the everyday sense, but also working uh, with your, your psychic blockages, with, with your shadow self to clear that as well. Most people don't realize, unless they have studied these things, that when we create a psychic blockage, we lose a certain amount of our energy into that. It gets tied into it. It's not that it isn't there, but it's caught in this situation, which makes it difficult for us to access it. That can be a situation from this life, from a past life, um, from a number of past lives. But regardless of its origin, it can be untied here and the energy regained. And that is, in my mind, is also part of psychic hygiene, although it's a more advanced part than we would start with, say, in first degree. And all of these things are important when working with psychism. Now, in perhaps the um, more generally used sense of the term, um, you might be thinking of psychic reading uh, working with people in a psychic sense, which could be anything from divination to energy healing um, to doing shadow work with people. All of these things really come under this heading. Um, and again, psychic hygiene, very important. One of the things uh, about my particular personal path is I spent many years working as a professional psychic, and I started quite young. And I first worked with a group called DNL Psychic Fairs and then later J&M Psychic Fairs. Um, and there have been some others along the way as well. 
Uh, but that first group I worked with were largely spiritualists. And I learned a very important lesson there, which was exactly how important psychic hygiene is. Being Corellian, I had been taught psychic hygiene from the first. Um, it was always emphasized as very important. Um, but many of the people that I worked with in that psychic fair circuit apparently came from backgrounds that did not practice this. And I got to see for myself what happens when you don't use good psychic hygiene. Um, you know, we talk about um, the negative effects of not having psychic hygiene, what, what, what um, an excess of energy can do to you, how it can, um, how, be, how being ungrounded can leave you unfocused. Um, it can make you very hyper or very tired. It can make you um, overwhelmed. It can, do a, it can do a lot of things. And we talk about this at length in first degree, but I saw this in people I was working with. There were people who, because they did not cleanse their energy, had so much of their energy caught in other things, often other people's things, um, that they were totally disconnected from most of their own life. Uh, it was very odd. It was, um, but not uncommon, the psychic hygiene. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a kind of burnout, for want of a better way to put it. And when a lot of your energy is clogged, blocked, whatever you want to call it, that's where you're going to end up. And it's not a good place to be. Now, on the plus side, cleansing that energy will deal with most of those effects. But unfortunately, the person who doesn't know to do that often won't ne necessarily see the virtue of letting anyone else do it for them either. Um, but it, uh, it would do a world of good for a lot of people. So when I talk to anyone about psychism, one of the things I talk about is psychic hygiene at the very first before moving on to anything more complex. And that's how I myself was taught. Uh, particularly if you're working with other people uh, or if you're doing magical workings or really in any circumstance, uh, you need to cleanse your energy both before and after. Cleanse it before a... a um, a better experience of what you're doing, whether it's meditation, magic, doing a reading for someone, whatever, by cleansing out uh, your energy, you, um, you remove impediments to, to uh, the experience. But afterwards, you need to get rid of um, excess energy that may have come from it. And by excess, we can, we can mean either energy that is too strong to run with on, a, on an ordinary basis and that absolutely is a thing or energy that you've picked up from other people. People love to use the term negative energy with uh, a kind of, I, I guess I'll say a Hollywood connotation. Negative energy is a huge issue in psychic work, but what negative energy really means is energy that um, is muddy and, um, for want of a better way to put it, muddy energy that is muddied with extraneous elements. It is not necessarily bad in the sense of someone having done something um, nasty that caused the negative charge. The negative charge can just be unfocused energy, but cleansing it is always very important. Unfocused energy, muddied energy, for want of a better way to put it, 
uh, can cause tremendous problems um, if it's never addressed. And, you know, one of the things we talk about in first degree is that houses, homes, rooms, locations can take on a charge from things that happen there. And in fact, they take on a charge from anything that happens there. And therefore, cleansing that energy can be very important. Uh, if everything that happens is good, of course, and, and happy and so forth, then it's less important, but it still is desirable. But when, um, when there have been bad feelings, arguments, et cetera, or just boredom and, and, um, and, and a lack of, um, of movement, this is not good for energy and it's not good for you. Cleansing is very important. Uh, one of the things I observed years ago when I worked in uh, metaphysical bookstores as a reader, uh, I worked at the Light of the Moon bookstore in Evanston, Illinois at one time. And um, it was pointed out to me that they, they would cleanse the energy in the store on a regular basis whenever things started to seem sluggish and immediately they would pick up. And this only stands to reason when you think about it. Um, energy forms patterns and pathways. And unless this is an intentional pathway that has been created, uh, it can become a limiting pattern. And it is important to pay attention to those energetic pathways and, um, and to keep that energy clear, to keep it um, from forming pathways you do not want, um, from forming quicksand pools, for want of a better way to put it. Because if your energy, let, let us say we're, we're talking with the psychic bookstore model. Let us say you have um, people who come in who are depressed or angry or otherwise experiencing unpleasant emotions. They will leave that residue. And if you do not clear it out, everyone else in that space will be prone to pick it up, particularly if they're psychically open. Now, of course, if they're doing proper psychic hygiene, it won't matter because they'll clear it right back out. Um, but it's something to be aware of. So for me, when I talk about psychism, again, I start with psychic hygiene. And when we talk about magic, again, we're speaking of using psychic abilities in an active sense. Um, although we use these terms in ways that uh, can be kind of arbitrary. And this is due to um, the many years of their being used and the different systems that use them, they can carry many different meanings. But for me, when I talk about psychism, I'm generally talking about the ability to perceive, whether it's doing a reading for a person or reading the nature of the energy around you, the, the energy in your home, the energy on the street. Uh, it's a, a passive uh, matter of receiving. Uh, even in terms of our, uh, ener our energetic exercises and the degree lessons, um, they are wrapped around being able to perceive the energy, although you're using it actively. Uh, so we class them as psychic. And magic, again, is focusing it outward in a very intentional way. So one might be described as more inner, one more outer. But the division between them is really arbitrary. And I would say that when we practice magic, we're still really well within the realm of the, of, uh, the word psychic. And it all is really under that heading. And I would say that even very, no pardon the expression, very mundane things that we do uh, really often come under that heading as well. 
particularly how we relate to each other. And how we relate to each other as human beings is heavily energetic in character. We, we do react to other people's energy. Even people who are not aware of being psychically open, uh, we uh, exchange energy on a constant basis as human beings. When we study magic and psychism, we learn how to do this much more consciously, but it's not that we're not doing it anyway. And in fact, one of the things I always try to tell people is that the things that we study when we're on a spiritual path are not unique to this path. It's the conscious understanding that is unique. Everyone is doing these things, usually unconsciously. Everyone has a certain amount of of psychic um, receptivity. Everyone exchanges energy. Everyone practices magic in an unconscious fashion every moment that they're alive. When we study it, we learn how to do it intentionally. And um, I think if people were more conscious of the fact that we do these things on an everyday basis, even when we're not aware, I think that, that people would make their lives considerably better for it. But that's one of the things we're here to teach and, and to learn. Now, one of the things that, that I often comment upon is, is describing psychic abilities as gifts. I dislike this term, and I dislike it for an important reason. And the reason is that in, in very few cases, kind of significant psychic or magical ability is something that just came to a person one day. Uh, and even when it did, I, I'm of the point of view that they did the work in previous lifetimes. These are not gifts. They are skills. Now, granted, again, everybody is doing it in an unconscious way. But learning to do it consciously takes a lot of effort. Learning to understand it takes a lot of effort. One of the things that I observed, that I'm sure many others have as well, is that often it's very hard to explain what these things are like until the person's actually experienced it. You can try to describe it. And getting it across can be very difficult until they realize. And very often, when they realize, their reaction is going to be, oh, I already do that. Um, That was very much my own reaction when learning um, how to do oracular work. Uh, I I was told that, um, you know, this should be a very easy thing to do. You should be able to just relax into it. just a simple shift of consciousness. But until I consciously understood what, what, what they were talking about, um, like I think everyone, I way overthought it and, and was way overworking. When I, when I realized it became very simple. I think that magic in general, psychism in general, is that way. When you finally get it, it's really quite simple. It may still involve a lot of work, but it's quite simple. But until you can wrap your mind around it, it seems very difficult. And when you get there and you understand it, I think that many people will realize they've been doing it all along because they have, just not consciously. 
And this is an important thing to understand about the path that we're on. We're not teaching people things that are supernatural, although we may use that word from time to time, but it's not supernatural at all. It's part of everyday natural life. It's the understanding that makes the difference, the conscious element that makes the difference, because these things are not in any way removed from normal life. Learning how to focus your will to bring something about magically um, is a wonderful thing to have learned, partly because you've been doing it all along unconsciously, but when it's not conscious, what you manifest is not necessarily what you actually wanted. So for me, the things that I would stress regarding psychism are Firstly, that when we learn to work with these things, we're learning to do consciously what we normally do unconsciously anyway. And that it's very important to do this in order to get a better result. Psychic hygiene is extraordinarily important, both in the immediate sense of keeping your, your, um, your aura and your energy clear, but in the longer sense of working with your shadow. And, um, and to remember always that we're constantly exchanging energy. There's nothing odd or unusual about that. Now, sometimes you encounter people who um, are described as psychic vampires, and they take too much energy, for one of the other way to put it, often, often quite unconsciously. Uh, but the answer to this, um, if you're working with that person, is, is to help them to get the energy that they need in other ways other than taking it from people. But the truth of the matter is we, we, take and, we give and take energy constantly, just usually not in that volume. So uh, if you encounter someone who is an unconscious psychic vampire, helping them to learn to regulate that is actually not that difficult a thing, I don't believe, uh, provided that they're willing and that they understand that this is what's happening. And of course, there's a whole other range of people called psychic vampires who um, are part of the vampire movement, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the unconscious person who sucks down everybody else's energy. And you certainly do encounter that. Um, and very often that person will have a lot of their energy trapped in the shadow, which is why they're needing so much other energy. So working with them with shadow work is also very important. But, um, but these ways are how you address that kind of issue. But on an everyday basis, we give and take energy with everyone else. And that's why you, get, you, you can get a feeling about a person uh, because you're touching their energy, um, absorbing a certain amount of their energy. That's why you can... Um, it, 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 it's um, very much part, I think, of ordinary human behavior. Some people are more open in that way than others. And if you're practicing good psychic hygiene, you shouldn't be too wide open uh, because you don't necessarily want to be sucking down everybody else's energy all the time. Um, but that's what shielding is about, and shielding is important. But, um, but even so, you're going to feel other people's energy. You're going to feel the energy of the places that you go, and it will have a certain effect. And this is why psychic hygiene is so important that, 
when you absorb however much energy you're going to absorb, you also let it back out. Um, very important. So, I think that these are the main points that I would make about psychism. I'm curious to see what my, my counterparts will have to say. Uh, but these are the things that I would hit on. And again, as uh, we approach the subject of magic, uh, if we're making a differentiation between the words and viewing psychism as um, the passive perceptual end of the equation, uh, it is still, in my opinion, absolutely necessary of magic as an active principle. And I think that too often people ignore that aspect of things. And how do you learn to use your psychic abilities consciously? Well, through uh, a systemic system that involves a lot of practice because practice makes perfect. And, you know, some people are born with um, these kinds of abilities seeming to come to them naturally. And as I said earlier, I believe that this is because they've done the work in previous lifetimes, um, but they don't always um, bring all of that through. And sometimes they, they um, have these things manifest in very uncontrolled ways in their lives. So I would say that it's still important, even if you have these things manifesting for you naturally, to learn how to develop them in such a way that you have control over them. Because you should be able uh, to shield unwanted energy. Um, no matter how perceptive you are as a psychic, you should be able to turn this off when you don't want it and turn it on when you do. And these are things you learn through practice. And these are things that you learn through discipline. Um, you know, if you were always psychically open, it would be, I think, a pretty miserable life because you'd be constantly reacting to everything else. And it would be very different, difficult to guide yourself. So psychic hygiene, again, very important. And with that, I think I will conclude my, um, my ramble on this subject. I hope you found it interesting. And until next time, may you blessed be. Mars Osiris Shiva Hermes Dionysus Lu Loki 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 Mars Osiris Shiva Hermes Dionysus Lu
Shakti, Atoriana, Rea, Mark, Morgan. <laughs> 